Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. What's up, everybody? My name is Jerome. If I haven't gotten a chance to meet you yet, it's nice to meet you virtually. Maybe one day we will shake hands, but maybe we'll do the elbows in the meantime. And if you cough around uh, me or if I cough around you, we definitely are going to pull out Lysol and douse each other. I'm so excited to kick off the King Jesus series today because when the king steps in the room, he needs no introduction. If angels show up on the scene and people are so afraid they fall to the ground and angels have to say, fear not, I come in the name of the Lord. Can you imagine the presence that Jesus brings into a room, the authority that he demands and commands? Wow. And one day we're gonna be face to face with him with no shame, eternally connected. And when we put our faith in him, that's how he sees us now, King Jesus. We have uh, an election in our country right around the corner. Be voting for red, blue, left, right. And there's one message that goes across the aisle every time. It's the message of the cross. Jesus has crossed over for you and I. And City Life, you might say, okay, are we red or blue? Well, put them together and you got purple. And so you got kingdom. What party are we? It's kingdom. You could be, this is gonna be tough for some. You could be independent, Republican, Democrat, and be a follower of Jesus. And that's safe here at City Life. One of our board members said this week that if there's people that are disagreeing with each other, and let's just have a household conversation for a moment. If there's people that are disagreeing at City Life about any type of issue, viewpoint, whether that's internally or it's vocalized, whether that's at a table, it's hidden, no matter how the variables play out, that's a sign of health in this season. It means that we're reaching people across the aisle. And as we lift up King Jesus, we've created this politically journeying with King Jesus guide to help us see that it's a journey. How do we see the king and how do we see his kingdom and how do we move and operate from that? So there's only one kingdom and there's only one true king. Today's message is there is only one supreme king. There is only one supreme king. And that's that song we, we saw just a moment ago. It was, let that freedom reign, that freedom bang, that freedom came. Welcome the King, King Jesus. In the video of Jesus being beat up in the alley and then the same people who beat him up having the opportunity to worship him. See, the King is so powerful. He didn't find me where I was voting. He found me when I was at my lowest place. He offered me life when I was filthy, deserving of nothing. I have no way able to make myself right. See, the good news is that you and I can't. And we got to be thinking, what news am I sharing in this season? And before we go into some of the text that's going to lead us, and we're going to discover, I think, some highlights today that will be beautiful as we kick off this month, 
King Jesus, week one. There's a prayer I wanna pray for us at City Life. It's in Philippians chapter one, verse 27. It says, just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or I am absent, I will hear about you that you are standing firm in one spirit, in one accord, contending together. Picture that for the faith of the gospel. Gospel means good news. And Paul's writing to the church in Philippi and he says, hey, when I come there, I wanna see it together in one spirit, the King's spirit, the Holy Spirit. I wanna see you in one kingdom and I wanna see you contending together. I wanna see you fighting for each other, learning and understanding each other, asking more questions. Maybe we've heard the quote, don't seek to be understood, seek to understand and then understood. And who understands us all the time already? God. And from a place of sonship or daughtership, we are royalty. We are kings and queens in the kingdom. And then we flow and we're able to serve. Now we don't have to serve. We get to serve and it changes the game. Let's pray that we would be as citizens of heaven, that we would live a worthy life in the good news, that we would be in one spirit and contending for each other. God, we pray right now here at City Life that we remember where our real citizenship comes from. It's past border, it's international, it's global, it's universal. It's, it's just so past even dimension. It's past flesh, it's into spirit. We thank you for your good news. And we thank you for your one spirit. And we pray that that will live through us right now, that we will contend for each other across aisle. We will contend. And we will lift you up because you're the common denominator for all those that put our faith. We are Jesus followers today in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter one, Mark's gospel gets right to the point. It does a deep dive, cannonball in the deep end. And we pick up the story. Matthew's gospel is got more lineage. It's speaking to the Jewish audience to let them know their king already came. And it shows the lineage all the way from David to eventually Jesus and even before that, the patriarchs. And now we have in Mark's gospel, we're picking up in verse 14. We're reading about the good news of Jesus and the Bible here, get this for a moment. The Bible isn't something to be on the shelf. It's not something to be, to beat over somebody in the head with. It's a living, breathing uh, like roadmap of about one person. It's about Jesus it's about God's gospel, his good news. It's about God and how he operates. It's about how we live in light of him. And what we find is it's not a, a, a just a one by one textbook, but it, it's more pointing us in a direction. But ultimately we see some key essentials and then we discover along the way on some secondary preferences, doctrines, issues, and then even further off into third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth tiers, uh, you name it. And sometimes we take our preferences and we make them first, don't we? Yeah, we all do it. We're all passionate about something. All right, so in verse 14, after John was arrested, what was he arrested for? He was a threat. A threat to what? 
We'll talk about that in just a moment. But he did no crime. So why was he arrested? Jesus went to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. What would be the good news of God? What does this king talk like? Verse 15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This passage is so rich. If you'll keep that on the screen, just keep it there. John arrested for believing in this kingdom, doing no crime. Jesus preaching the good news of God, not good news that me and you can provide. There's no news that's good that you and I can provide. There's not a station right now that we can find good news on, but yet it's through me and you that now carry this message, but this message has already come through our king and our king says the time is fulfilled. Because some of us were waiting, like I need you to show up, Jesus. I want the king, show me you're the king. The king already came. The king already done his work. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. This is so foreign. Leaders, kings, and kingdoms wouldn't come near to the brokenness of humanity. It might create some kind of policies or some on-roads for that, but the kingdom of heaven offers the craziest on-road and it's forgiveness. Just keep that text on the screen. I want people to keep reading that. It offers forgiveness. The kingdom of God has come near. So what do we do with the kingdom of God? If you see the kingdom of God in his fullness, we are humbled to look and say, oh, I'm a sinner to this perfect king and this perfect kingdom. So believe the good news. So the kingdom carries a message that is very simple. Turn and believe the way. Believe the one who leads the way, who already led the way, King Jesus. Now, King Jesus in Colossians 1, verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. What party is the body? The church, kingdom. Well, are, uh, does the body support? When organ- Look, we'll support people. <laughs> we'll, we're not afraid to be associated with anybody because we love people and we know how he found us. But we don't bow. We already did. And we are a part of the living, breathing bride, the ecclesia, not a building, but the people he's building, the temple within us, temple on the move that God Remove the curtain. He's back with his creation through his son's victory. And it's always been about his son. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent or central. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. This is so rich. This drips with 
any type of currency we would value, any type of possession. This is so far superior because there's only one supreme king. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace. Because the good news, we were enemies of God, dead in our sin, dead in our trespasses, that through Christ's life, the king's life, we could have peace by how, what was the means that the king came and he grabbed his seat and he grabbed his, his throne. How did he grab his crown? By the blood of his cross. This is profound and not just the cross, but to drink the cup. So what are we battling? Well, Ephesians 6 shows us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. So the battle is past what we see in the natural. And all the glimpses we get to see through TV, we get to see through our experiences, through our family, our frustration, whatever these battles, how they manifest in the natural, there is a bigger battle that is going on in the cosmos. Keep the scriptures up, please. Let's keep going. Against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens, for this reason, take up the full armor of God. Christians, we have got to, we've got to do this. We've got to look at the king and look at his kingdom because that's where our power comes from so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, having prepared everything to take your stand. Take your stand. Christ is victorious. The early church was known to shout Christus Victor and Christus Victor is proclaiming that there's only one true king. The reformation leads us in such a beautiful way that we're justified by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. That it's only by the grace of God through faith in what Jesus has done, case closed, I don't have to do anything to earn God's good news, to be reconciled, to be restored, that the time is now, it is fulfilled, that the king is here, the kingdom comes near, repent and believe. And as we just turn from and believe, I mean, this is so scandalous. I can just believe in what Jesus already did and I'm in the kingdom, yep. Well, don't I have to do things? Well, that naturally comes, the fruits naturally come from the root system that's secure in Jesus. So Jesus plus nothing equals life. But Christus Victor, why is that so? Why did I connect those two? Because Christus Victor is what Jesus did and it's so threatening. It's threatening because Jesus tested two systems and they're still being tested right here, right now. Number one political, and number two, religious. Any systems that claim to have full control and were threatened by the power claim that the king is here saw Jesus, his kingdom, and his people as a threat. Now, some of us, we think, okay, what about all the people that have misrepresented and done bad things in the name of Jesus? 
we denounce that. We apologize. There's been a mad, lot of things wrong. You and me will never be the full type. Hopefully you can follow us as we follow Christ, but we all have uh, the playbook. We can all get in the manual. And as we look past even person, we get to king. As we look past uh, president, we get to our king. As we look past country, we get to the kingdom. But are we, are we friend? Are we friend? Against country? Absolutely not. We're with we work for the benefit of people and we are fully connected and very invested. So it's not an opportunity to check out, but we can be Democrat, Republican, independent, but we're not dependent on any type of system, but we are very active in our systems. Romans 13, okay, let's go. Verse one, let everyone submit to the governing authorities since there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then the one who resists authority is opposing God's command and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves for rulers are not a terror to, 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 to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of, of, of the one in authority? Do what is good and you will have its approval. For it is God's servant for your good. But if you, were, if you do wrong, be afraid because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant and avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Therefore, you must submit. That's where it gets tough. I don't like to submit. In my default setting, in my flesh, I am completely rogue. Um, come on. Submit. Why? How? This infrastructure, I'm out there being back in class. They're like, take this test. Why? You asked too many questions. Do it. I'm not ever going to use this when I get older. And I think we've lived long enough to know the answer is a big, loud no. Somebody should have just told us the whole time we were there to prove that we can learn. And that is a beautiful reason. And that's why education is powerful. And it is teaching us profound things. So we should always lean in in the classroom. But it's the quote, this is a beautiful one, that the best student carries a healthy level of skepticism. But the teacher is always in the room. It's just the student starts to recognize it. A real student starts to recognize that we're not in charge and who is in control. I love when Christy said during worship today that we remember who's in control and now no matter what our situation, it's under control. I wrote on my notes back here, I wrote fire, fire. Fire. Therefore, you must submit, not only because of wrath, but also because of your conscience. And for this reason, you pay taxes, since the authorities are God's servants, continually attending to, those, to these tasks. Pay your obligation to everyone. Taxes to those you owe taxes, tolls to those you owe tolls, and respect to those you owe respect, and honor to those you owe honor. In other words, this passage is reminding us all authority is established by God and God's in control. But submission is not permission to blindly follow. It's a posture that we know who is in control. Submission is not a negative and it's not obedience. It's at heart level. Then the natural question is, when don't I submit? 
Number one, if it's unbiblical, or number two, if it's unlawful, period. Because we ultimately submit to God. And as we think of the orders that were created, I think it's helpful for us to go back to 1 Samuel. Because today isn't about what's going on in the world. It's not what's going on in our nation. It's what's going on in our own house, in our own families, in the church, the kingdom, the heaven, message we carry, the good news we're sharing or not sharing. As we look back, I think we'll see we can all be deceived. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 4, it says, So all the elders of Israel gathered together, elders, that God is going to, through Israel, bring the Savior, the King, for everyone, and He cares about everyone. But what separates Israel is that they're God's. And it's God's presence. He's already Lord of them. He's led them out. He's leading them to more. He's leading them for just his glory and his kingdom to continue. And and wouldn't God be enough? Wouldn't he be enough? So they went to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. So in other words, hey, who's going to continue to take this church, take this team, take this movement? They're sinners. So what we say is, therefore, appoint a king to judge us the same as all the other nations have. Pause. The other nations don't have God. This is a fork in the road. This is all of us today. We need something to prove that God's real, but the starting line of that King Jesus is so important because I know some of us watching this right now, we're like, all right, well, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to vote or don't vote? Do you want us to act or not act? And what I'm saying is let's go back to the King and the kingdom, politically journeying with Jesus. Let's zoom out because if we practice all the time, but we don't have perfect practice, we might get off what the Lord wants us to do. It's that one degree, that one degree off over time and over time and over time. And as we calibrate to say, maybe I don't know everything and I want Jesus to teach me. And through that guide, there's so many different biblical teachers teaching us kind of in the spirit of PG, because some of us, we, you know, we have black belts and we want to let everybody know, but a real black belt always makes room for somebody that is a white belt. A real black belt does not always build barriers, but builds bridges. In the kingdom of God is people who build bridges. That's what we do with respect, with honor, with love, with death, burial, and resurrection, with understanding, with lamenting, with weeping with those who weep with not just moving on so quick and and thinking that it's just a country topic. It could be an international topic. It could be a local topic. There is so many different variables, but we got to make the on-roads clear because one thing we know to be true, if it's confusing, Satan's the author of it. And I would dare say that most of the ads we're seeing on TV right now is very confusing. It is bullying from third grade at an all-time high. It is to prey on the very weakness of you and I. It's the checkout aisle that is just, preying on our weaknesses, meaning, you know, the cigarette packs, the the gummy bears, and it's kind of like, pick your vice of choice. The liquor's right there. And it's like, oh, I know you're weak. Let me just touch your funny bone. And what God does is he says, look, I want to re-strengthen you. I want to re-teach you. I want to retrain you. You're already different than all the other nations. Do you know what's in you? I can see somebody in the home churches right now. Come on. Do you know what's in you? 
I mean, stand up like, yeah, what's in you is the king, his kingdom. This is, this is, this. I dropped my paper. I'm so excited. There's a Bible project video I would encourage us to do. What happens after this moment? They ask for a king and God's like, all right, you wanted it, you get it. He already prophesied this would happen. You want it, you get it. And there's a Bible project video. It's kings versus prophets. And it shows through first and second kings how, how kings weren't leading in a way that's godly. So the question would be, well, how do kings lead in a way that's godly? Is they have to have God at the center and they gotta have a reverence that's like, I'm not the king, but he's the king. Look, I'm not the pastor of this church, Jesus is. I'm an under shepherd and leaders do matter. And there's elders here to put in what remains in order. And that is very important because God works through the incarnate expression of people, which is why we can, we'll never be able to just take God and not take people. And I know that's tough. We want to give up on people. Who doesn't? But God made it simple. Love God, love people. They're always going to be connected. And how do we do that? We get back to the king. In 1 Samuel 12, 17, it tells us that this was not a good thing. Isn't the wheat harvest today? I will call on the Lord and he will send thunder and rain so that you will recognize what an immense evil you committed in the Lord's sight by requesting a king for yourselves. Why was it wrong to ask for a king? The Lord was already the ruler of them. And then secondly, they wanted to be like all the other nations. No matter what party we're in, Tim Keller talks about there's like four areas and sometimes parties gravitate to two or kind of market that these are their two, you know, and you'll have um, people say justice and poverty or life and marriage and, and we should vote accordingly. But, but both parties objectively have a view on all four of those issues that they do have answers for justice and poverty and, and life and marriage. And, but the kingdom has the greatest answer and there's, there's people. So there's two types of people in these parties, which is completely, there's freedom to be this and, the, and to exercise this mystery of how this plays out. And um, because there's an individual and then there's a corporate. So we're individually the body of Christ. We go out but we're connected corporately to each other. And what's beautiful is we're not, we're not convinced about any of our methods other than the message. If, if the message for Jesus is when he starts, repent and believe the good news, then that's our message. The kingdom of God is here. That's our message. And then we create a, a disclaimer and we say, well, along the way, we're going to then flow from there. And how does somebody vote? There, one of the, this is some of the things and I'm gonna just fast forward so we can get to the end. Uh, if you're taking notes or go back, re-listen, but somebody might vote based on they like a person. Secondly, they might like a party. Strategies towards the future that they see. So they might be voting on the party. It could be a worldview, go governing, um, understanding economics. And then there could be somebody that's not even voting at all because they're not of this world, they would say. And then th thirdly, they would vote on policies or some type of issue and that's leaving them. And I think number four, and this is the one I think is harming us the most, it's pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure. I mean, the ads are so polarizing. You don't even know. We in here, let's just say city life. We are not anti-government. We're so for 
we love our country, honor our country, but we also hold it accountable to the highest standard, which is our kingdom, because we love our kingdom and our king infinitely more. But we are against bullying. That's not cool. We are against anti. That's not cool. We are against confusion. That's not cool. N.T. Wright talks about that the early church didn't have voting rights. That they would hold the leaders in authority more like a mirror. Here's who King Jesus is. Look, are you like him? But right now it's like a magnifying glass, isn't it? Look at our leaders. Look at that person. Look at our leaders. Look at that person. But what's interesting about the mirror is God is always talking about the mirror here. First take out my own log and then lead them to the king gently so they would be restored, reconciled to man. Now is someone a good leader? Most of the kings let the people down. Kings will let us down. But our King Jesus never does. A few questions that are good. If we need to, I guess, kind of re-up for discipleship. And I'm going to go a little longer. I see the, the time. And, but we, technically, we go 70 minutes when it's in person. So I'm just going to, if you're not in person, you know, man, maybe just get with someone you trust and start having, do something. Get with people. Cry early church didn't have technology. They didn't have the Bible. It wasn't perfectly bound. It definitely didn't have the font size. And anytime they said Christus Victor, they were being persecuted at an all time high. And a lot of us, we've kind of been so focused on what we don't have instead of what we do have. Like, I don't know. I, online church is kind of tough. It's like, yeah, but look, look what we got, fam. It's not ideal, but let's work with what we got. God's doing the new thing. So here's a few questions that would help us. Do we need to calibrate as disciples? If I know more about my candidate than Christ, I might need to calibrate. If I believe more that my candidate will build and preserve the church of Jesus, then I might need to calibrate. And I, look, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in these. Because, you know, we want to preserve comfort. We're scared. But perfect love cast out fear. Number three, if I share news and defend more about my candidate than the gospel or any type of issue, period. And it, that's important to share all these things, to do all, come on, I, that's very important. So a lot of times people have just used the gospel as kind of like shield to not talk about anything else. No, but, but in our heart of hearts, we know if, if we've been about the, you know, sharing that good news. And then internally, if we find ourselves assuming the motives of others, so what would be helpful tips? Do I have all the facts? What has Jesus done for me? And what does Jesus what has he already done, right? And then what does Jesus want me to do in light of that? Here, we're gonna close. If you come up and uh, play the piano for me, I wanna do something that's I'm challenged with personally. You guys can come up. You can get behind me, the worship team. Kind of move around here. We're in a very limited space, but we're getting ready to start going live back at Hill. Come on. About to get that dream team request back in rhythm yeah we are back in sync but we're not going back to something we're going forward into something new watch stay tuned what would our action be one you and me we are the individual 
body of Christ. And then number two, together, we corporately rejoice in the good news. We remember that the king and the kingdom is real. We celebrate, we don't separate. We stir one another up in good works. We focus on common unity at City Life. We got our Sunday service, we got our groups, we got our engagement to love the city corporately. Schools, sports, story, truck, etc. All of those come with paragraphs behind them. But individually, we're the mission. I'm the mission, you're the mission everywhere we go. And in this great body we have, we have people in all kinds of spheres, but when we get our individual convictions, our purpose overriding the corporate, that's where there's tension because then we say, oh, you need to be doing, no, we complete, we don't compete. We complete, we don't compete. Oh, this is all catchy. I'm gonna have to watch this one again. All right, so we're not unified. (laughs) Like, like as a nation, we're not unified. As a people, we're not unified. Um, So what do we do with that? I don't think we turn up the heat. I don't think we turn up the volume. I think we grieve and we pray. I think how we're fighting in this season might be from our knees more. First Timothy 2, it says, Verse two, first of all, then I urge that petitions and prayer and intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and for all those who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good. It pleases God, our savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Well, 2 Corinthians 5.20, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us. This is the appeal we wanna be known for. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's what we're praying for. As we close, we're gonna pray for kings. We're gonna pray for candidates. We're gonna pray for our country. We're gonna pray for our world. And and I'll I'll confess, it's not been the easiest over the last, let's just say 20 years of my journey, uh, politically journeying as a Christian. Um, It's not been the easiest thing, politically journeying, to pray for leaders. So I'm, I'm confessing this is not my default setting. For others, there are. They're like, they're like, I pray for country, you know, all the time. That's awesome. Maybe I shouldn't use a, a, a Southern accent. I can use all accents, okay? I'm not discriminating. Equal opportunity. We are all, we're all guilty somewhere, okay? There's equal opportunity here. And, but, but there's a reverence too when I know somebody who's serving in politics and serving in the military. And, then, and, and, and so there's a mystery of how this plays out. But as the church, look, we got the greatest message right? So that people would be reconciled. They'd be restored back to God, that they would, they, that God would consume them, right? He would consume them. So we're going to pray for President Trump. We're going to pray for candidate Biden. We're going to pray even for candidate Kanye. Look, remember Democrat, Republican, independent. I mean, we're, we're going to pray for everybody right now because God's word calls us to and it pleases God because it can help bring people to be saved. (laughs) This is challenging me. 
So let's do this and, uh, and let's pray. And we're going to just sing through just a few times uh, um, the consume me and ask the Lord to seal this service today. Father God, we pray right now for President Trump who is sick and there's a lot of angles of, is it, is it this? And it, grieve, it doesn't matter what anyone's done. May, may we never be the people that rejoice in anybody's um, like suffering. We want people to be reconciled to you. So we pray for his health. We pray for that he would uh, constantly make decisions that's, that reflects King Jesus. We pray for uh, Biden. We pray for Kanye. We pray that right now, Joe Biden would be filled with your spirit and you would lead him and, and you would guide him and he would make decisions in light of Con, uh, uh, King Jesus. And then we pray for Kanye. We pray as he's kind of thrown out as a candidate and he's been, and he represents right now in this prayer, independent or everyone who doesn't just fit in somewhere and is confused. <laughs> it's okay. We pray for all those in authority. We pray locally, state, nationally, and then ask the kingdom of heaven right now, we pray internationally as well. For all of those leading countries, we pray that, the, that King Jesus will be glorified and people will be reconciled to you, God, right now in Jesus' name. The way you found us, repent and believe. That someone listening to this could say, well, I wanna be in, I, what do I do? You can't do anything, just repent and believe what King Jesus has already done. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Let's sing Consume Me to seal this service today. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.